0: listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness, business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy?
1: Hi. How are you? Hi. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> What's good, man? What is good? Oh, you know,
0: every time we get to sit down at the beautiful table in a nice new booth, it's a good day. It is a good day. So uh quick announcement, everyone. We got two things in the mix right now. we got our Grow Summit. Uh, you guys have probably been hearing about that, FitProGrowSummit.com. Check that out. We got our, our speaker lineups pretty much locked and loaded. The agenda's on the landing page. Check that out as well as our coaching program. We have the accelerator. So our accelerator is for gym owners looking to get to that $30,000 a month or more recurring revenue business model that just doesn't require a whole bunch of the owner's time. And that's the caveat, right? You could work 50, 60 hours in your gym and get 30,000, or you can work five to 10 hours in your gym and it makes 30,000. Which one do you kind of want, right? Mm -hmm. So, which kind of we learned a long time ago that $30,000 a month or more is kind of like the line in the sand and so we built this whole program to get gyms to that point.
1: Correct. Yeah, and actually one thing I want to mention about the Growth Summit. Yeah. We only have a couple of weeks to save. Uh early bird tickets <coughs> end early bird tickets end January 1st. That's true. So save yourself $150 on your ticket to the Growth Summit. By using coupon code worm or promo code worm um, guys that discount's going away pretty soon here so don't uh, don't be one of those people that cost yourself money because you sat around and waited there's nothing worse
0: yeah early bird action takers win you know there's a lot of things that we do that you know we we I guess benefit the incentivize the, incentivize yeah. the action takers because we're we're action takers ourselves we want you to save that money we know that's what leads to the you know to winning. It's
1: part of our coaching program, you know, it's it's hitting the ground and doing the work quickly, efficiently. I mean, we've developed our communication around our coaching program to make sure that clients can continue to move forward when questions arise. Mm-hmm. We answer questions, move to the solution, and we continue moving forward.
0: Action solves all guys, save yourself some money. Let's do it. All right, so this topic for today, everyone, is this has been this has actually come up 3 times this week. Mm-hmm. 3 times um in the the question or the comment sounds something like this. Hey, Tim, I ran into a nutritionist and she's looking to kind of partner with us. Um, how do I, how do how do I make that work in my business? Or, Hey, we want to do nutrition. Um, one of our coaches is taking a certification. How do I, uh, w- what's the best way to to bring this into the gym?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that can, can be a slippery slope. There's a few things that you definitely want to uh, kind of go over before making a decision like, bringing in nutrition or a dietitian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're a big believer that you're making your main thing, your main thing. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you kind of, what, what do you feel is like the, the point at which you start to weigh those things or your take around, you know, bringing in somebody like a nutritionist into your facility? When, when would that be appropriate or,
0: Yeah, so so that's that's a great point because yeah, everybody knows that having nutrition built into your programs just gonna help your clients get better results. We know that, right? But at the same time, you're opening up a can of worms when you start to talk about nutrition with your clients. If you are leaning on a third party, for example, the 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 person that asked me, hey, I ran into this nutritionist that she wants to work partner with us. What happens if you build your whole system around this person and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that's that's definitely got to come up in the conversation in the beginning. But the the other thing is is what I find too often is that gym owners are trying to create roles for the people that they want to bring in or that come into their lives. They try to create roles for them. Correct. Instead of having the roles and then filling the seats on those but on the bus, which were the roles, with the people that you need. It, it should only work that way. Correct. You, as a business owner, are in charge of looking at your, at your operation and saying, "Okay, we want to move the 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 ball down the field. Okay, we want to do that, and here's how we're going to do it. And when I need somebody that can that can block, I need somebody mm-hmm. that can run. I need somebody that can um, you know throw the ball." Here are the roles I need. All right, let me go fill those roles with people out, you know, using Indeed or or Craigslist or interview process and filling those roles with people versus you got somebody that walks in. Hey, I can I can block. Okay, well, crap, we already have two people that block on the team, but let's let's just make a third person that can block and let's put them in here because we got a guy that can block. Right. It happens that way all the time. So you yeah. got this nutritionist person is like, "Hey, I'm great at nutrition." And then you start looking at your business like, "Oh crap, let's let's make a nutrition plan so we can hire this person." Do do I think you need nutrition in your business absolutely, but like at the same time if your training isn't great and you really don't have a whole like like movement in your gym. You don't have like, you know, everybody's on doing different things. We're doing team training. Some days we're doing, you know, class-based stuff, metabolic stuff. We're doing strength. Yeah. Let's just bolt on nutrition. It's going to end up making things worse. So.
1: And I think that you, you kind of hit it a little bit earlier when you said the need, you know, the need in your business. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's a perfect way of describing it. Every one of us wants those things in there, right? Like we'd love to have a nutritionist on staff and that could get our clients those, those results. But it's one of those things where if if the things that you have in your business aren't kind of tapped out yet, like if you're not providing the greatest level of fitness with the people and the staff and things like that that you have, then squeeze that pillar first. Right. Let's make sure that the the training aspect is the absolute best experience that you can make it and that the need in order to get your clients greater results now becomes a nutrition program. And if that's the case, then maybe, you know, then maybe you are in a position to layer in that new deliverable, because it's not the same, right? And even though it seems like, oh cool, it's just this perfect match, there's a hell of a lot of things you gotta consider, much like who's delivering, you know, who's doing the service and the, the responsibility that goes along with it and the risk. Yeah. Um, but you have to have, you know, everything has to be tuned up before worrying about taking another shot. And I think that's kind of the struggle of the entrepreneur is we wanna grasp at all of these things that we, we think will work. We know they have value, but, we're spreading ourselves way too thin, right? You're trying to take on too much too early before having those the pillars of fitness really solidified. Look, that's what you open your doors doing. Let's make sure that you have the best damn training facility possible before trying to layer in and and go for those you know ancillary, secondary, you right. know, upsells and sales.
0: This is one of the pitfalls of gym ownership mm-hmm. that we spoke about at the last growth summit, where where the people or gym owners think more is better. More is not better, more is more, better is better. We know that to be true. So just adding more, i.e. nutrition, doesn't make your business better, doesn't make you, it might make it worse, Correct. it might make it worse, because now you're spread around too thin. At the end of the day, I really believe nutrition needs to live in the fitness facilities. It just has to, because we're not helping our clients. If our, if our goal is to help them get a result, nutrition is such a big piece, so they cannot train a bad diet. Mm-hmm. For letting our clients just go do whatever they want, uh, you know, eating pizza, ice cream, all this stuff at home, and then they, you know, like they get mad at you for not getting results. Like we have to take control over that. But you gotta have your systems dialed in first before we just start bringing people in, and and then bringing it back to the third party versus in house. I think you need to have it in house there's, there's nutrition certifications out there. HSN is one of our iron circle members, Nicola Coin. She's, she's got a great coaching program for mm-hmm. nutrition. Go check her out. Um, she helps you design and fulfill with a nutrition program within your facility, right? Like that, I wouldn't hi, like work with somebody outside my facility, even if they have a reputable business, you're, you're outsourcing to these third parties and you don't even know if they're gonna be there next week. So it's like, you can't, you just can't do it. You need to control all the controllables.
1: I was just gonna say the same thing. I mean, quite often, you know, that that is the goal of the owner is to control the controllables. And when you put all of those eggs in somebody else's basket, it's their business, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, hell, think of how you're paying them. Are they a 1099 contractor? you know, are they showing up in your four walls? You're not gonna be able to tell them what to wear, the methodologies and beliefs of your, like it's their business, they're supporting yours. And that comes with a lot of risk. So I wholeheartedly agree that if you're gonna do it, it should be in house much like, I mean, ideally much like, you know, programming for your your fitness, Mm -hmm. you control that. That's your deliverable as a business. That's within your brand and what you bring to the marketplace. If some, I mean, hell, think about that. If somebody else came to you and it was their business, I mean, that that client can go right around you too and work with that person on their own. Mm-hmm. Like there's a million variables of, of losing control in that situation.
0: Well, I think it's pretty funny because as gym owners, we get hit up all the time by chiropractors, physical therapy, cryo. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month? And now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well. The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Cryotherapy places nutritionist all these people come to us why do they come to us because they want our clients he is the hub we're the hub and you know i'm working with this he's in the other room we're working with this uh, chiropractor yeah. he does he does a lot of um, you know muscle therapy and stuff and um we're really considering just kicking him out because at the end of the day like this 500 600 bucks a month he's paying us for this little room really isn't doing anything for us i mean i i would almost rather use it for storage <laughs> the value of yeah, the square yeah, footage. You know, because, yeah. um, you, know, you know, he's received at least a dozen, maybe 15 of our clients. And I gotten, you know, you know, I was like, hey, listen, man, I mean, I love you. You're doing great. You're keeping our clients healthy. But at the end of the day, this is a business. Like, you need to refer back. Sure. If you're just referring, if we just refer you people, your $500 that we're making from you doesn't mean anything to us. And like, so, so, like this nutritionist that's coming to work with you, they want your clients. That's why they're asking. It's not because they think that you're, you know, that you're going to have this great partnership. It's a one way street. And it's it's happened with with nutritionists. It's happened with chiropractors, physical therapists. My next door neighbor, great guy. Um, he owned like five uh, physical yeah. therapy clinics. We sent him dozens, maybe thirty clients. He sent me a, a five dollar Starbucks gift card one day. I was like, you know what, man. I mean. I'm, thanks for helping the people out that needed it. But at the end of the day, like, dude, where's the, where's the love back? Yeah. So you know know I mean? For sure. You know, and I think from, from what all, everything I understood, he was sending them to some CrossFit place anyway, uh, so they can get hurt and come back <laughs> That's called job security for him. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, he's, he's long moved on, but I, you know, as a gym owner, if you ever expect somebody to refer back to, you. You're, it's not going to happen. I've that, never seen it.
1: I think that's, that's pro- probably how just business in general works. Right. And then maybe we just have to go into referrals for, with a different expectation because the reciprocation just almost always isn't there um, right. outside of business as well. I mean, how many times you referred something for a friend or you help them get a job or you've done something and then, you know, when when the opportunity presents itself for you to get something in the end, it's like, well, where were you? You know, (laughs) but uh, not everyone's like that, but you know, to, to Tim's point, when you control the controllable, if you bring that person on in house, a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff, now you're not worried about that stuff because it's a, it's a, it's a single path moving forward. You know, you don't have to try and feed both, both sides of the coin. Everybody's eating from the same plate.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so just be heads up. Yeah. The nutritionist, it all sounds fine and dandy. Do you want to go over the five things that you ask everyone before? Oh yeah. Bring something the business. Yeah. This is a great, great something to end on real quick. So mm-hmm. I put, I created this kind of five question filter for any time that there's a profit center or a new service that you're planning on bringing on into your business, that equipment, you, equipment, mm-hmm. anything that, that, that's like, should I bring this in or not? Um, and here are the, here are the five questions. Number one, do I believe in this thing? Right. Do I believe in, in Zumba? Do I believe in this, vibration technology machine? Do I believe in this cryotherapy chamber? Do I believe in this multi-level marketing supplement company? The answer is no, then we're done talking if you don't (laughs) believe in it. Number two, uh, will it get my clients better results? So you look at that product or service and it's like, well, if my clients do the thing, will it help them get the results that they come to me for? And if it's more fat loss, more muscle gain, and you could say yes, cool. You just kind of mm-hmm. you kind of move on down to the same to the next thing. Um, and these may be out of order, but look, number three: uh, Can I sell this? So you got this whizzing thing, maybe supplement. You got this this great supplement. You believe in it; it's going to help my clients get better results. But it sits on the shelf, collecting dust all day. Can I really sell it? My cl- my coaches don't believe in it. It's kind of this cool thing, but like nobody's going to push it for us. Sure. Then the answer is no, you, you would just not consider it. Uh, number four, four, uh, number four. Um, Oh, is there margins? Can I make money with this? Um, you know, we are in a business, not a charity. Um, can we, is there, you know, is there margins built into the supplements? Is there margins built into this uh, cryotherapy chamber? We could sell it for 50 bucks and it's cost me 30 bucks, right? Like it's got to have some margins sure. in there. And the last one is, can I service it? Can I service it? There, case in point, nutrition, right? Here's a, We can put the nutrition of this topic through this filter. Mm-hmm. Will it get my clients better results? Yes. yes. Do I believe in nutrition? Yes. Is there margins in it? Yes. Can I sell it? Possibly. Possibly. Let's just say you can. Sure. Number five, can I service it? Do I have the clientele, or the coaching staff, the staffing plan to service this on a bigger scale? If the answer to all of those are yes, It just means that we're going to consider this as an option. I mean, Yeah. Say that again, because it doesn't mean you're bringing it in. Yeah. It means now we're going to have the conversation. Exactly. (laughs) If the answer to all five of those questions is yes, we're going to consider it. Yes. If the answer to any one of those is no, we're done talking. So if it doesn't hit the mark on all five of those things and it's a no on one of them, we're just going to, we're done talking. But if it's a yes, we're going to consider it.
1: Absolutely. And then there's one, one aspect that I want to kind of just piggyback on that. And it's your coaches adoption, right? Oh yeah. When you're bringing in something new, the key to making that client adoption take place is the fact that you need your training staff on board. If your coaches do not believe in it, if your coaches aren't willing to discuss it and communicate it with every single client, like it's, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread, you you need to reconsider it or have that conversation, make sure that they're on board because yes. they're the point, of, they're the face, they're the, you know, the conversation that's taking place with their clients every day. They're the ask, right? Nobody's buying something that they don't know exists and that nobody's asking them to, you know, to try and take place in or take place yep. with. Yep. And so make sure that your staff is fully on board and part of it. And that's not just something you decide throw at them. And then all of a sudden they have to try and figure out how to, to make your dreams that does you know, yeah. take
0: place. So, you're right. The The coaches are the front line. Your coach has the trust of the client. And if the co- the coach isn't willing to do it, it'll sit on the shelf. That's that number three question or whatever, four, can I sell it? Mm-hmm. Can this, can we move this service? Can we move this product? Can we sell it? And if the coaches aren't on board, yeah, it's dead in the water. I've, I've had that. Yeah. Happen. We've talked about it. Yeah. And it's not even a product or service. It could be a program like, Hey, we're going to do uh, once a month PRs or, or like, uh, challenge like a personal record challenge in the gym and the the coaches aren't on board it's like they're not pushing it nobody shows up it's like uh yeah or you know an active rest
1: day or like you know stretch therapy sessions or like you need their adoption because they're the ones that are going to take it to the client and they're they're the ones that have to articulate why client needs it why Mm -hmm. they should be participating in within it and that has to be their belief as well
0: and they got to be bought in and yeah, motivated and exactly. really excited about it so um hopefully this helps you guys the really the, the point of this episode is don't create roles in your business for the people around you find the people to fill the roles in your business and you'll do a lot better than just trying to make things happen just because of the people that you're that you're served up right be intentional about those roles And go fill them with the right people, right? Train to it. And then your business is going to be a much better place. So hopefully that helps you um, on this episode. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do,